And we're kicking it off with one of our favorites, managing editor of The Takeout, Marnie Shure. Hey, Marnie, good evening. How are you? Hey, good, John. How about yourself? Not bad. Thank you for asking. A couple of things to get to. First of all, you uh, you know, you're the expert in all of this kind of stuff. Not just, oh, restaurants and food, but the things that go with them. For instance, how about this article? We're in a self-checkout stalemate. I was just doing self-checkout, I don't know, two hours ago. And I wasn't, I was not the only one. I was the only one using the self-checkout. Everybody else was up at the counter. I'm going, what's that about? What's the problem? Or is there a problem? Why is it an issue? Well, I guess I should ask first off, did yes. you like the self-checkout? Do you enjoy using self-checkout as opposed to the cashiers? Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, doesn't everybody? I guess not. Well, it's a fraught issue because some people really like that they can bag their own stuff. They don't have yeah. to do any of the small talk. Right. Um, on the other hand, the stores have noticed that some of their high-tech self-checkout methods have led to a lot of theft. And in the case of both Wegmans and Amazon Prime or Amazon Fresh stores, which is like an Amazon brick and mortar, yeah. uh, they are both suspending the use of their self-checkout technology because they've noticed that it just doesn't give them a lot of good return on investment and that it just leads to a lot of confusion, mistakes, and uh, crime. <laughs> well, I've never been to the two stores that you mentioned, but almost every place I go, let's see, the grocery store I go to, check. The drugstore I go to, check. Walmart, check. I'm trying to think if there's any place that I go to that doesn't have self-checkout. And I don't think there is. It is an increasingly popular technology because stores say, hey, instead of employing 10 cashiers for 10 lanes of checkout, we yeah. can employ one cashier to oversee 10 self-checkout lanes. And so it's very attractive from a cost-saving perspective. But then places like Amazon Fresh that have all the technology at their disposal kind of took it one step farther. And so Amazon Fresh, some of their locations, it's not a self-checkout kiosk. You literally walk into the store, you swipe your, I don't know, Amazon barcode that tells them yeah. who you are. Right. And it's using tracking technology to keep track of what has been placed in your basket. And then you just walk out. And that's really the issue with some of these technologies is that the self-checkout isn't always you ringing up individual items. It's sort of a just walk out, don't even bother paying message. And that's really understandably what can lead to people, wow. you know, figuring well, yeah. out loopholes in the system. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes, a, you know, their technology got to, they, they got carried away with their technology. Who needs to do that? I mean, who that's needs right. to go into a, to a store, have everything downloaded into your basket so to speak your virtual basket and then go hey see you guys later walk right out well, well of course there's theft i mean there's no way to govern that but i'm talking about you know you have they have why am i trying to explain self-checkout this is ridiculous <laughs> you know there's a, there's, yeah, a, I mean, there's an area 
that is designated for self-checkout. I mean, you have your choice, right? Usually. Well, always. You have your choice of whether or not you want to go through the analog line of people or do you want to take advantage of the uh, check self-checkout? I mean, it's not like you don't have a choice. And in fact, um, self-checkout in 2021 represented... 30% of all grocery transactions, according to the Wall Street Journal. So it is becoming increasingly adopted. But as you said, you always have a choice and you don't have to use it. So you can still go to that traditional cashier if you prefer to. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that self-checkout is any kind of foolproof method. I must have spent, I'm not going to say the store, 15 or 20 minutes a couple of days ago trying to deal with somebody from the store coming to assist me with this ridiculous machine that uh, was not doing what it was supposed to do. John Landecker, 720 WGN, talking to uh, Marnie Shore, managing editor of The Takeout. I'll back up and get to that in just a second, what you just heard. But first, I think uh, somebody in a news department want to ask questions about self-checkout. Would that be right, David? Yes, it would. Uh, please, Marnie, ask away. I got a question for you. Are you in any way worried, or should we all be worried, that with all of this self-checkout stuff, um, what happens to the people who used to have those jobs? Well, I think that is a concern. Uh, I think that in some form, the checkout system that employs fewer cashiers is a reactive response to lower amounts of people filling those jobs at the outset, like it's a response to shortage. Um, That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is what you're saying, that these are transplanting the jobs that used to be held by people, and we have to find out how to figure, you know, right that situation. I think that all the grocery stores will tell you, though, that it is in response to lower application levels. Um, And now the funny thing is that with so much glitching technology, there's actually kind of a lot of people that have to be employed to fix it. (laughs) No, you're (laughs) right. Yes, because I mean, you know, uh, our Kroger supermarket here, which is, of course, Mariano's, they have self-checks at the front and the back of the store. And it is very frequent (laughs) <laughs> that that light on top starts flashing because somebody needs some assistance with something. You know, please, the, the place, mach- the un- please place the unthing market in your in the bag. Thank please, please scan every item before placing in the bag. It's like I did, you infernal piece of crap. Hello, are you paying uh-huh. attention? I'm re- uh, you know, I know at least I know what the barcode is and where to thing it over the screen. It's my like goodness, we hit a sw- we've hit a soft spot, a sweet spot on, with David. It's, my, I, it's, it's, I, I, it's sometimes it's just annoying. I get it. It happened to me two days ago. I was doing everything the way it's supposed to be done. I was getting so mad, <laughs> couldn't stand it. And this poor kid comes over. I don't know four times. What's going on here? I'm doing the Okay, I'm going to punch in my employee code. All right, never mind. So back to you, Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it sounds like what they could really employ people to do is 
calm down all of us when we get so frustrated using these machines that we don't know what to do. True. Now, I just played um, what was referred to. Well, I got it off of TikTok because of an article um, that said TikTok had a Mexican pizza musical that was being put on to promote, I guess, a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, It's a long story, but basically (laughs) the Mexican pizza is a beloved Taco Bell menu item. And in 2020, it was discontinued and people revolted. People were so upset at the loss of the Mexican pizza that even celebrities started joining the charge to get it back, including Dolly Parton and uh, performer Doja Cat. These were big celebrities sort of, you know, leading that charge. And so not only did Taco Bell reinstate the Mexican pizza to the menu, but they did so with the great fanfare of a full legitimate musical production published on TikTok. (laughs) Well, I find a couple of, I got a couple of, one observation and then a question. The idea of using TikTok as a marketing tool to this extent, if it's not already being done frequently, it sure as heck is going to be because it's convenient, it's fun, it's great to look at, and they're short and it's it's it was just a cool thing. I was having a good time looking at it. The second question is, what's so great about this pizza? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why, I I don't understand. I'm I to be honest, I'm not a Taco Bell customer. That, nothing against Taco Bell. Uh, that uh, I'm not a big um, Mexican food fan. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not something I go out of my way to get. But why would I need a Mexican pizza? What makes the pizza Mexican? It has, well, does, it have, does it have tequila and limes on it? I mean, I don't know. What? What? How does that work? Oh, I wish you could customize it with tequila <laughs> and limes. That sounds great. <laughs> um, no, the the Mexican pizza is really pretty simple. It's two shells, which you know, tortillas essentially, and okay. there's beef and refried beans between them and then there's like a sauce and some cheese and tomatoes. So it's it's kind of like a loaded tostada quesadilla creation. But of course they have to call it a pizza cuz that sounds flashier. So it's so not, it's not complicated. so it's not a, it's not a round pizza then. Oh, it is round cuz it's oh, it is two round. full tortillas stacked. Okay. Yeah, so you get oh. little slices. There's like four slices in it. Um okay. but you know what makes it very popular is that you can, at Taco Bell, customize pretty much anything. And what people figured out pretty fast is that the Mexican pizza can be customized to be anything you want, just like a real pizza. So you can swap out the ground beef for black <laughs> beans, or you can just do double refried beans, or you can add different sauces. And so it's great for vegetarians. It's great oh, for vegans if yeah. you get rid of the cheese. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's for everybody. Maybe I'm going to try this. You know, why not? Especially if I can just go through and make it like any other pizza. And it's only I, I mean, four forty nine. <laughs> that too is a fine thing. Uh in the time we have left, we're talking to Marnie Sure, by the way, in case you haven't uh recognized her, regular contributor to the WGN radio station, managing editor of editor of the takeout. Okay, I saw this and I'm like 
what the what's stick around and what was old at one time will be new again so to speak just add water cereal is here could you explain that because i think i've seen this before under a different name and it wasn't and it wasn't cereal i think it was called ramen noodles well Yes, I would be so happy to explain, first of all, because let me tell you, (laughs) Kellogg's is really onto something here. The cereal brand released a product called Instabowls, which really does sound like ramen, to your point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But unlike ramen, to which you have to add hot water or add regular water and microwave, these Instabowls are, you can get one of four types. You can get Apple Jacks, Raisin Bran, Fruit Loops, or Frosted Flakes, and you just add cold water from the tap and just stir it for 10 seconds, and it's perfect cereal and milk. The way that they do it is by adding milk powder mixed into the cereal itself, and so once you add the water, it hydrates the milk powder and turns it into milk, and we were just blown away. It tastes just like normal cereal and milk. You can carry it everywhere. It's cheap. It's shelf-stable. You don't have to buy milk. It's amazing. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, that does take me back to my original point that this reminds me of something that I've seen before. And apparently they've improved the way that powdered dried milk tastes because decades ago it was crap. (laughs) I I don't know how to explain it in any other way. For those who ever tried powdered dry milk, which I haven't seen or heard of in, gosh, forever, it was horrible. I mean, it it tasted like powdered dried milk. It didn't taste like milk. It was it would it would clump up in the water, and it, you know you'd mix it, and it just didn't it just did not work. But this is obviously then an impu- an improvement because you're saying what I understand is that the milk aspect of it has been infused already into the cereal or on the cereal somehow? Infused into the cereal, and my guess is also that they add some sugar to it. Uh, sugar makes everything right. better. <laughs> of course. I mean, I love me some Frosted Flakes. Maybe. And so is this available now, or is this coming out soon? It is. It's available at convenience stores, and it's currently um, available. It's going to be rolling out to more stores. It's just available at Walmart right now, but you'll see it elsewhere soon. Well, you know what? I'll go over to Walmart. I'll get a whole bunch of it, and then I'll get into the checkout, self-checkout line and get all screwed up with the machine and call a kid over. So it'll be a whole fun evening of activity. Marty. And you'll give up, and you'll get a Mexican pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Always great talking to you. Have a good night. Thanks, you too, John.